questions, and then we're, we'll worship at certain parts, we'll stop and pray at certain parts, we will, um, I'll, I'll just keep giving instructions for the slides that we're using and we'll keep that as well. Um, hopefully, we can do a really good presentation. Any questions? Yeah, 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 no solitude, and we'll have a nice time just hanging out with us. The virtual group will, I was originally trying to get them all on two devices, so they could have Zoom up and we use it up at the same time, which is just not technically working out for them. So they are going to, that's part of the reason why we're writing this on, because I had to think creatively about what can people who are here by themselves, not in small groups, and people who are doing this virtually do while they're doing the Zoom app, so how do you uh, transition them? So we'll see more first.
Is this on? Is this on? Ladies, we're gonna get started. And I'm gonna wear my mask for a minute because there's a reason and it's not just to hide half of my face. Even though this is funny. Mandy, one day when we start wearing masks, she told me that I looked really good in a mask. And so I just always wanna wear it because she's never told me that when I haven't had a mask on. So I just keep wearing it. Um, okay, I really want Sarah to be here to tell us about her sucker and I don't see her yet. Oh gosh, okay. Okay. Okay, you're here. Okay, we're gonna get going with the drill. Okay, we're gonna just get going with some door prizes then. Marty Brown, are you in here? Woohoo! Janet Turnage? Oh, she did not come. Rhonda Monin? I saw her. She's not in here yet. Okay. Emmy Arana. $5 coffee gift card. Okay, we're gonna play a game. It's kind of a game. But first, what I want us to practice is smiling with our eyes so that we're not offended when people are standing up during certain things. So just like look to your neighbor and smile with your eyes so we know. Like, I don't, I'm just smiling with my eyes, so. Okay, I need everyone to stand up. Okay, stand up, and we're gonna play Never Have I Ever. And I will say Never Have I Ever and a sentence, and if you have done it, you stay standing. If you have not, you sit down. And then you look around to see who's all standing. And we're just gonna start off with some simple ones. Okay, Never Have I Ever Traveled Out of the Country. So if you have not traveled out of the country, sit down. Wow. Okay. Okay, stand back up. Never have I ever bungee jumped. Sit sit down if you have not. No one? Okay, we need to get some adventure in our lives. Ugh. Okay, stand back up. Never have I ever eaten cat food or dog food. Okay. Yeah, you sit down if you have never. Okay. Never have I ever gotten a tattoo. Sit if you do not have a tattoo. 
Okay, stand back up. Never have I ever cried my way out of a speeding ticket. I tried. <laughs> I did. You still got the ticket? Okay, stand back up. Never have I ever... I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. Never have I ever skinny dipped. So sit down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a real one that I found online, and I just need to know if people like struggle with this. Never have I ever, stand up, never have I ever caught someone's hair on fire on purpose. Okay, if you're like questioning, can you just stand up? Wait. Okay. Angie, can you just tell us the story? Okay. Okay. All right. Sarah. And Sarah also ate, she did the weekend challenge. And so she's going to tell us what it was like. Okay. Well, I was, I was honestly a little disappointed because I'm not, I don't like to try new foods. Um, it's not exciting for me to do. I don't even like regular foods. Um, but I love candy. And if I ever did travel around, like, I would eat bugs because I like lion candy. Like, they eat bugs. Other cultures eat bugs. It's not weird. So I was like, okay, this is not going to be a big thing. Um, however, the sucker was really gross. So I bit the I wasn't going to like, Ugh. so I bit it. And it just the head, the head snapped off in my mouth, and it stuck to my teeth. And I couldn't tell if it was the bug guts or if it was the candy. And it wasn't like strawberry. It was a really strange flavor, very awkward texture. So then by the time I was done, I was like, okay, I'm just going to brush my teeth and take a nap. And that was, I mean, it was very okay. anticlimactic. We were all a little disappointed. So. Well, you win a $5 gift card. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, just a couple more announcements. Uh, tonight, after we're all done, we're gonna be playing a movie in the Pacific Building tonight. It's a Christmas movie. Um, it's called The Christmas Contract. Okay, The Christmas Contract. And it's probably just like every other Christmas movie, but it's a new one. And yeah, Jennifer, I'll bring you up. And we're good. All right. Okay, for those of you joining us virtually, you need to know that uh, they keep moving the camera on me, so I don't know if I'm supposed to look for you here or there or there. So welcome, glad you're here. 
also, if you couldn't hear the stories, uh, one person lit friend's hair on fire. They just kind of took a couple strands of each other's hair to just see what it would do, and it kind of curled up. And over here, if you couldn't hear, they tried blonde because they'd seen Michael Jackson, had, his black hair had burned, and so they just wanted to see if blonde hair would burn too. So those were the why you would light somebody's hair on fire on purpose. Still not sure I fully get it, but hey. Okay, so we've talked about who's here, who has babies at home. Bless you. We've talked about who's here who have school children at home. We've talked about those of you who have a, kind of an isolated experience at home. And what I want to know is if you're here and you're an empty nester, you're not alone, you do live with somebody else, but you don't have any kids in the house. You are adults in your home. Okay, so just so you need to know, we will all be at your house on Monday. <laughs> And I also realize that there are uh, challenges and changes with that time of life as well, especially uh, in regards to what is my what is my purpose? What is my daily vision? What what am I what am I contributing to? What am I saving my energy for? What am I giving my energy to? I know a number of you take care of grandkids and also have other interests and ministries. And what's the balance between how often I'm doing childcare for my grandkids and how often I'm um, saying no, and is it okay to ever say no to be doing something else? So um, again, whatever generation you're in, whether you're married or single, whether you have kids or no kids, whether you're here in the building or at home in your house watching us, whether you're medically fragile or medically sound, we are the body of Christ. We are the sisters in Christ. And one of the things that we've been able to do this weekend is to live with each other in laughter and joy and non-judgment without talking about all the things that polarize us. Imagine if we could take that from here and consider everybody we see and consider that we don't know the story behind how, who they are and what's gone on in their life and the home that they've come from when we run into them. I remember years and years ago, Julie, you stood up and shared at retreat that, that if we would just treat everyone we meet as if their heart was breaking, think about what the world would be like. That's just a unity bonus. That doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about tonight. You're welcome. Okay, so tonight I want us to look at the next little section of 2 Corinthians, and it's kind of going to be a bait and switch because we're not actually really talking about Corinthians. So if you don't want to open there, you're going to turn to Psalm 116 is where we're going to land. But I'm going to start and just read you one or two verses here in 2 Corinthians to tell you why we're heading to Psalm 116, okay? Oh, I meant to say this. You are in your groups because you're going to... Tonight, we're going to kind of weave back and forth between teaching and worship and group discussion and prayer. But if you have your back to me, because that's how I set your chair, please feel free to swivel your chair around when you want to face front or face um, your group. Because right now, we're probably going to have 10 or 15 minutes of teaching, and then we're going to go to the back and forth to your group. So um, just make yourself at home with your, um, with your spacing, okay? All right, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, it is written, quote, I believed, therefore I have spoken, unquote. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Um, we're just going to stop there for tonight with Corinthians. So there is something that is inspiring a spirit of faith. 
And because of that spirit of faith, we believe. So there's something that we anchor our lives to and say we believe. And out of that belief, we speak. And I would ask, I would add that we act. Out of that faith-born belief is our life. It's, it what, it's what becomes of the things that we think, the things that we say, the things that we do, the things that we anchor our life to, born out of the belief, born out of faith, born out of this thing that was written that is a little bit obscure. It says, I, it was written, I believed, therefore I've spoken. So uh, kind of like that whole idea of when you see a therefore in scripture, you need to go back and see what it's there for. When you see in the New Testament something that says it is written, most Bibles will have a little teeny tiny letter that you need more than reading glasses to see, that if you follow what's called a cross-reference, it will show you where it was written in the Bible. So in my Bible, if I follow that little teeny thing, it tells me that it was written, and the quote is actually quoting something that was written in the Psalms by one of the psalmists, okay? And it was a quote from Psalm 116. So we're going to turn to Psalm 116 tonight, and that's actually where we're going to camp, because this it was written is where the faith was born out of, that the belief was born out of, that the life is born out of. So we're going to spend some time in Psalm 116 looking at what is this faith? What is this thing that was written? And so in Psalm 116, in verse 10, is this quote that was quoted <clears throat> that Paul wrote in the letter to the Corinthians. What's, what's fascinating to me about that is Paul is writing to a group of people who would have, some of them at least, would have known the Hebrew scriptures. So when he said it is written and he made that quote, they would have had an automatic awareness of what it was that he was quoting from. Sometimes when we're reading the Bible, we don't have that, that the lifetime of study that, that reminds us, oh yeah, I know what that was about. Um, so it's just fascinating to me how so many New Testament writers were such scholars of the Old Testament that they would be able to pull that in and remind people that they were talking about something that was from even before the time of Jesus. It was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and tying the God of all of history together with the God of the Savior of the world together with you and I today in Cannon Beach. So love the Bible, love history. Here it is, Psalm 116, verse 10. It says, I believed, therefore I said, I am greatly afflicted, and in my dismay I said, all men are liars. And I read that and I go, I believe, therefore I said really negative things. <laughs> like, I, I, I let my complaint go before the Lord, right? And so again, just a study tip, depending on what kind of Bible you have or what Bible app you're looking at, there are times when Bible translators come up to a word that could be translated a couple different ways. And they choose one, but if it was close enough, they'll put another little teeny tiny letter. And at the bottom in the footnotes, it'll tell you this, the other way that that could have been translated. Am I making sense? So this was originally written in Hebrew. The people are translating it into English for us. They come to this phrase or this word and they go, oh, that could really read this or this. So we're gonna put one translation in and we're gonna put a footnote on the other one that it could be, right? Uh, trust me, I'm just about done with the academics of this. So if you look down at the footnote in the bottom of, I'm reading from the New International Version, here is how that verse reads. It says it could be or believed even when. So now listen to this verse. I believed 
Even when I said, I am greatly afflicted, and in my dismay I said, all men are liars. I believe even when. I believe even when. Ladies, that is the linchpin of our night tonight. This, this, um, a linchpin is the pin that holds a wheel in place on the axle that it's on. This thing that everything turns on, that holds on. It's this thing of the psalmist was honestly laying his heart out before the Lord. And even in the midst of laying out his lament and his praise, he said, I believe. What we're going to talk about tonight is this holding two truths in the tension that they feel like they're opposing and can't exist at the same time, but they can. I believe even when. So here's what we're going to do together. We're going to read through this psalm slowly because the psalmist is actually weaving his way through, I praise you, Lord, and yet I'm troubled by, and yet I believe in you, and you've shown yourself faithful, and yet it's hard for me. But And what we're actually going to do is we're going to read it through together, and then we're going to take some time and actually walk through the psalm movement by movement with worship, with prayer, with some small group discussion. We're going to come back and forth between my teaching and Valanda's worship and your small group discussion and prayer. And in the course of that, you guys are going to get to write your own psalm. Okay. So, um, your leaders or whoever's got the paper under their chair, there should be enough papers for each of you to have your own psalm. So if you guys would hand out those, um, it's, it says a personal psalm based on Psalm 116, and it just has some space for writing. So if everybody would make sure that they had one of those, and I'm going to read through the Psalm 116 for us, okay? I believe Morgan can get you hooked up. Tammy can get you hooked up. All right. Okay. For those of you who are at home, I, uh, we emailed you today an electronic link to this personal psalm because this is something we added after we gave you the hard copies. If you haven't been able to get access to your, um, to your email and you didn't get that electronic copy, it's okay. It's a really simple format and I'm actually going to be talking about it as I go. So just have a blank piece of paper in front of you and you'll get to write your Psalm also. Okay. Um, okay. Let's read Psalm 116. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O oh my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Do you notice what just happened? The psalmist was reciting the things that God had done for him, and then he actually gave a command to his soul. I like to imagine that maybe the psalmist was as anxious as I sometimes get. <laughs> that maybe the psalmist was as worried about all the things that were going on and that his anguish had kind of left him with a residue of, is everything going to be okay? And as he turned the corner to um, actually declaring who God was, who he knows God to be, to remembering the things that God had done for him in the past, that residue was still rising up. And he had that wrestle going on in his spirit of, God, I know you to be these things, and yet I'm still having these feelings inside. And he turns to his soul and he says, be at rest, my soul. Why? 
Well, let's see if we can read it again. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. I wonder if sometimes you and I, like the psalmist, need to give a command to our soul. In those moments when, when we, we've, we're going to church, we're, we're watching on live stream, we're connecting with a small group, we're going to women's retreat, we're reading the Bible, we're doing everything we know to do, we're, we're rehearsing who God is, we're remembering, we, we long to be God's daughters, and yet internally there is still that rub and that anxiety or that fear or that anger or the unforgiveness or the bitterness or the resentment and... Uh, or the insecurity, and we just need to, it's not that it fixes it all, but to remind ourselves that we get to make some choices about this. We get to say, be at rest, my soul, because the Lord is good. There are times that it is more complicated than that. I hope none of you ever hear me talking and think, well, Jennifer just thinks it's easy to just fix things. I don't. I've had a therapist for 15 years because I don't. But that therapist is someone who gives me a new perspective and helps me think through things in a new way. Um, so don't hear me say easy, but hear me say we do have choices along the way to direct our soul back to the goodness of God. Okay, we keep reading here. Starting in verse 8. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed all those things he just said, that God had delivered his soul and delivered him from tears and his feet from stumbling. He believed that he would walk with the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I believed even when, I believed those things, even when I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said, all men are liars. He's had a trauma. He's had a, a spot in his life where it was a storm. And he said, even when I was in that storm, I still believed in the goodness of God. How can I then repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all of his people. And skipping down a little bit, O oh Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. And skipping down a little bit more, praise the Lord. When I look at those last verses from 12 to 19, what I see the psalmist doing is, is making a declaration of his response. So if you followed the weaving, there, he starts with praise and loving the Lord. And then he goes to, but I'm so troubled because of this. But God, I know you've been this in my life and I've seen you act this way. And so even when I'm feeling my troubles, I will. And then he declares his response. I will be grateful. I will believe. I will serve you. Okay. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to move through these movements of praising God, of lamenting of remembering and rehearsing what, he, what it is he's done in the past, and then making some declarations of, so I will, okay? So what I want you to start with right now is to go ahead and take a look at your um, personal psalm. And if you don't have a personal psalm in front of you, you can just write down the line, I love and praise you, Lord, because... I love and praise you, Lord, because. So this is just a couple minutes to write down the reasons that you love God and that you would want to praise him. And Volanda's going to come and lead us in a song uh, as, as we've been here a couple minutes, okay? So a little bit of time with your psalm here. I love and praise you, Lord, because.
devoted Like a ring of solid gold Like a vow that is tested Like a covenant of old Your love is enduring Through the winter rain And beyond the horizon With mercy for today Faithful you have been Faithful you will be Pledge yourself to me And it's why I see Praise will ever be 
After his praise, the psalmist wrote, the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, save me. So here's what I'd like us to do next. Um, I want us to spend a little bit of time uh, naming our troubles. And I want to give you a little bit of um, coaching on this one. This isn't the time to write paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs and descriptions of your troubles. There are times for that. It's really important processing. But this is a time like a psalmist to give the bullet point list of the things that trouble you, that the things that weigh down your soul. And if you are um, doing this virtually on your own or some of you are here in the room, kind of chose a solitude retreat and you're not connected with a small group or with another friend, this is a time for you to Take a look at that psalm and dive a little bit deep and write down some things that trouble you. Um, the rest of you that have someone to process with, this is the reason why your chairs are turned towards each other. This is going to be a time that you get to talk with the people around, uh, take a minute, write down your bullet list if you want to, and then just share your troubles with each other. And then I want you to pray this simple prayer together. The psalmist said, then I called on the name of the Lord and I said, oh Lord, save me. This isn't the time to pray prayers of fixing each other's troubles. This is a time to bring our anguish to Jesus together and to simply say, Jesus, these are our troubles and we are before you as your women and we are bringing them to you. You can pray that with the words of the psalmist, oh Lord, save me. You can pray that with another short sentence out loud with your group, but we're going to take about five minutes. So some of you with bigger groups are going to need to talk a little bit quickly because I don't want to leave the people who are doing this on their own hanging for too long. But we're going to take about five minutes for you to journal, to, to write down this portion of your psalm about, I am troubled by, okay? you can use this time to write your psalm and then when the whole session is over and those of you who are in the zoom group you guys can read each other your completed psalms so um you'll just have some time now while the groups are talking here little bit, but
Okay, if you haven't yet, I encourage you to move towards the prayer part of committing these things to God. Okay, just about 30 seconds. Okay, so with the psalmist, we pray, O Lord, save us. Jesus, we do commit our troubles, our anxieties, our anguish to you. We recognize that you alone are Savior and Redeemer, and you are the safe and um, productive place for us to bring our lament. You are the place that can actually transform and heal and redeem lament. And so as some of us feel as though maybe we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, may we find comfort in your presence. And may some of us who are feeling in, in open pastures and, and clear waters and, and not feeling that shadow right now, may we remember in those times, um, in these times, that you are with us always, even when things do turn to the hard and the difficult. So, God, we, um, we just practice with the psalmist, turning our lament over to you and leaving it in your hands. In your name, amen. So the psalmist goes on from his lament to begin to rehearse the things that God had done in his life. He said, the Lord is gracious and righteous. That's naming something about the character of who God is. Our Lord is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearted. That's naming something that God does. When I was in need, he saved me. 
we have this interlude where he commands his soul to be at rest. And then he goes on to say, for Lord, you have delivered my soul from death. You have delivered my eyes from tears. You have delivered my feet from stumbling that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And so with the psalmist right now, what we're going to do is we're going to rehearse and remember God's character. God's actions on behalf of the world and God's actions on behalf of us and take some time to write down what it is that God, who God is to us, what we know him to be because of our own personal life experience with him. Um, as we do that, we're working our way towards communion um, together as, the, as just the ultimate remembrance of the thing that God did for us in his redemptive work. And so as you write on your Psalms, this answer to the question, um, and God, I know you to be, what I would love for you to do is if you have the um, little communion cups, they're not little jelly pats, they're little communion cups under your chairs. Those are gluten-free little wafers and a little bit of juice. And so as you have some time now to write, and God, I know you to be, what I'd like to do is I want to read you right now um, just what uh, Paul had to say about communion in his first letter to the Corinthians. And then during this next section, while you write, while we worship, please feel free to also take communion as a remembrance of God's goodness and what it is that he has given as we rehearse who God is to us. Okay, so I just want to read to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23. It says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you remember whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so friends, as you spend some time with Jesus, just remembering and rehearsing what it is that he's done, um, take this bread and this cup as a remembrance of what Jesus has given for you in the depth of his goodness and love for you. And Volanda will come and lead us in worship in a few minutes as we, as we move through this time. And at home, um, I wasn't able to get you any communion wafers. I just realized that. So if you have a chance to grab bread and juice, go ahead. Um, if not, a cracker and some water. Uh, but remember God's gift for you also.
Okay, word to the wise. There's a plastic layer above the purple foil. If you can get your fingernail between the clear plastic and the purple foil before you pull the top off, you won't spill your juice. Thank you. 
So we've been writing a psalm. We have, I love and praise you, Lord, because, and I am troubled by, with a reminder that the love and praise doesn't negate the troubled by, and the troubled by doesn't negate the love and praise, right? It's all and. And I am troubled by, and God, I know you to be. And I wonder if there'd be a few of you who'd be willing to just um, call out some of the things that you wrote down that you know God to be. Would you be willing to share a word or a phrase that you wrote down about who you know God to be? Faithful, provider, loving, patient, righteous, and just, forgiving, good, healing, protective. Hope and compassionate, slow to anger. Hmm. Creator of profound solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down is you've hemmed me in behind and before. I have this distinct sense that there are times in my life when God was protecting me. Yeah. Okay, so with the psalmist who then went on to say, so I will, in response to this goodness, in response to your character, in response to the way that you are active in the world, and in response to the way that you are personally active with me, I will. Some of the things the psalmist said. The psalmist said, um, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you. I, again, I will fulfill my vows. Praise the Lord. So what I would love for you to do, again, if you're doing this on your own or virtually right now, this is an opportunity to write down some of those things that you that, that are your response to God. So I will. And if you are in a small group, this is your opportunity to turn to each other now and share what are some of those responses that you will make to God because of his goodness in this place? This sense of even when I... Uh, I believed even when I said, remember that linchpin? I believed that God was all these things, even when I was saying that life was very, very difficult. So what will you do in response to that even then? So we're going to take some time. This is um, last kind of sharing in your group time for now. And I'm setting my timer for about eight minutes on this one, you guys. So uh, write a little bit and then groups start talking about what is your response to God in this? And we're going to finish up the evening with worship.
Take just another minute or so to wrap up what you're doing, and then we'll join together in worship. Just before we sing and as we're wrapping up, is there anybody who would be willing to read us your psalm? Just to, just to read out what you, and you guys, there is no pressure here. If you're like, no way, then don't. But there's something so beautiful about sharing with each other what it is that God has given, with, given us. And I'm going to ask a second thing. I see the hand, but for the sake of the people who are watching virtually, would you be willing to come up and share it from up here? Is that okay, Angie? Thank you. I'll put my mask back on, but I'm going to hold the microphone for you. I love and praise you, Lord, because you have been faithful. You have carried me through hard times and losses before. You are good even when I don't understand. And I'm troubled by the hard right now, the no end in sight, the pain, not just mine, but those I love. And God, I know you to be good, faithful, loving, kind, even when I don't feel that you are gentle. And so I will trust, obey, wait, and step one foot in front of the other. There's something incredibly sacred about that. Is there anybody else who'd be willing to share your psalm with us? Thank you, Angie. Okay. Do you mind coming up? Thank you. I thought there was one more. <laughs> okay. I love and praise you, Lord, because you go before me, behind me, beside me. You're all around me, and you surround me with a song. You are within me, and your love runs through my veins. And I am troubled by anxiety, fear of making wrong decisions, letting go, giving up control, the disconnect I have in my marriage, and uh, how my daughter was treated badly by adults. Oh, Lord, save me. And God, I know you to be all-knowing, compassionate, my Savior, perfect love, healer, the wind in my sail, a body, a body broken for me. You are my way maker, my promise keeper in the light and the darkness, king over the flood, and trustworthy. And so I will praise you, even in the storm, cast all my troubles upon you and lay all the burdens down at your feet. I will be faithful. I will be still and know that you are God. I will serve you and go where you call me, and I will trust in the waiting. 
Thank you so much. I'm not going to belabor this right now, but if your heart is beating out of your chest, that's because you have something in your psalm that somebody else in this room needs to hear. So is it, does anybody else want to share their psalm? I see one more hand. Come on up. I love and praise you, Lord, because you first love me. You forgive me. You provide for me. Give me hope. You adopted me into your family. You know me best. And I am troubled by all the deaths today, the fires, the shootings, the riots, the anger in this world. And God, I know you to be loving, forgiving, faithful, omnipresent, everlasting, compassionate, and a protector. And so I will thank you follow you, give you praise, rejoice in you, trust you, believe in you, wait for you. I will surrender all, and I will obey. Thank you. Ladies, thank you for engaging tonight. Valanda, finish us up with a couple of songs of worship here. Yeah, stand up. I invite you to stand up as we sing these last couple of songs together. See 
thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me This is my confidence. 
So I love this. Trudy has been um, manning the cell phone text strand for our virtual um, retreat, and she offered that they could text her their uh, prayer. So here is from Patricia, her psalm. Patricia, thank you for sending this in um, from our virtual group. It says, I love and praise you, Lord, because you are always there for me, and you have blessed me with so much in so many ways. And I am troubled by the ways of the world and the uncertainty of the future. And God, I know you to be an ever-present help and source of love and understanding. And so I will continue to praise you and depend upon you because your ways are greater than the ways of the world. Amen? Amen. And another contribution from our virtual retreat is that there was someone in our midst who has been bungee jumping. Uh, so just so you know, there was at least one here who's been bungee jumping, but she did not have any tattoos. So Morgan, wrap us up tonight. The lights are extra bright right now. Thanks, Jen. Good night, ladies. Uh, just a reminder that the movie is going to start at 9.15 over in the Pacific Building. Uh, there will be coffee tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., and I think it will really happen this time. And then breakfast is at 8. And then just a couple things for tomorrow as we think about heading home. Uh, we have to be out of our building by 1, so you can decide now if you want to pack early or if you want to pack at the end before we head out, but just a couple of things to keep in mind as we wrap up the night. Uh, what time is it? 8.22. It's 8.22, so you have, uh, we might start the movie at 9. Sarah, where are you? Sarah, we'll start the movie at 9. So you have some time to hang out in here. You can go back to your room, grab some snacks, uh, and the movie is playing in the Pacific Building. The, the coffee is at, in the Pacific Building, so the second floor, uh, where we check in. Right? Okay. So I just keep forgetting things that I was supposed to tell you. So Volanda was supposed to finish, and then I interrupted, and Morgan was supposed to finish, and then I interrupted. But if there are any of you for whom uh, this weekend has really stirred up some things that you would like prayer for, um, and remember this. Do you remember the story of when um, the four friends brought the paralytic to Jesus and they couldn't get through the door? And so they just went, uh, pulled a tile off the roof and lowered him through the roof. The friends didn't fix what was wrong with the, the, with their friend. They brought their friend to Jesus. And so maybe there's something in your psalm. Maybe it's something that's troubling you. Maybe it's something that you really want to commit to. Maybe it's something that you were processing with God earlier in the day. If you would like prayer, um, Valanda and Rachel and I uh, will be hanging out in this room for a little while. We're not going to rush off. Um, any small group leaders, if you want to just stay and be present for a little bit as well, you're sure welcome to do that. Um, so if you would like prayer, stick around and just approach one of us and, and we'll... Go to Jesus together. It's not magic words. It's just having somebody with you um, while you say, oh, God, save me. Okay? So um, now I really do think that you're dismissed. <laughs>